Hey, how's it going, folks? It's Abdullah and Bean, and welcome to Moments in Weed, our brand new companion series to Great Moments in Weed History. It's a little bit looser, it's a little bit shorter, and basically, we're just going to be chopping it up, talking about what's going on in cannabis right now. Isn't that right, Bean? Yeah, biggest thing you need to know, it's all on the same podcast feed. Great Moments in Weed History is the name of the show, the name of the feed. However you got what you're listening to now, go there and subscribe because every single weedness day... Weedness day! New word. <laughs> Good morning on a beautiful weedness day! <laughs> Some people I think we're hearing still call it Wednesday. I, that's obviously getting... Uh, Very passe. Yeah. But for all of us, every time you see it's Weedness Day, there's a new Great Moments in Weed History episode. If you support us on Patreon, you will get the video version of this show. Bean and I are doing this over Zoom right now. We've been doing that for a little while. So if you've already been supporting us on Patreon, you know what we're talking about. But if you would like to see me and Bean in the face while we do this show and get all kinds of other fun bonuses, please go to greatmomentsinweedhistory.com and support us on Patreon. We love our patrons and we're always trying to hook you guys up with bonus content. So you will get something out of it. And if you don't have the ducats to support us on Patreon, but you still love the show and want to help us out, please tell your friends about Great Moments in Weed History. We are pretty much shadow banned on all platforms because we've talked about weed and been too weed involved for most of our lives. Of course, Facebook and Instagram are totally anti-weed, as is YouTube and basically every other platform. So we essentially cannot advertise. We rely on you our listeners, the people who are into what we are into, to tell people around you, spread the word on this show. If you think somebody would like it, send them a link. We got to put the grass back in grassroots support. Yeah, that's right. And the roots back into... <laughs> no, that's Ooh, taking it too far. <laughs> no, that's, it's, a, it's a double, double entendre. Those are very difficult. It's hard to usually stick the landing. You have that little, like, where your foot just goes back a half, yeah. and they're like, ah. Oh. She yeah. trained for four years and, and then couldn't her land foot it. Slipped. Didn't stick the landing. It was a double double entendre entendre. That's what we call it. <laughs> on weed. <laughs> on weed. <laughs> and so that's more, that's exactly what you'll be supporting with your hard-earned dollars, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And some of you are like, fuck these guys, but some of you are like I fucks with these guys. I fucks with these guys. Alright, so Bean, what do we got in store for today? Yeah, well, today we have uh, our Moments in Weed format. So we have a story that is very, very much of this current moment. But it is also, I believe, a great moment in weed history. So I, I, I see the anticipation all over your face. But I think, <laughs> you know, we got to light one up for this one before we get going. Uh, yeah. As always, listeners, I'm not going to do it as extensively. But if you're not ready, you can just hit pause. <laughs> I see that my... Uh, <laughs> My partner in, in crimes and misdemeanors is, is what, do, what do you got there? 
So this is a Bob Snodgrass pipe. Of course, some of you might know that there is a great mysterious lost episode of Great Moments in Weed History uh, because of an inept sound booth person, no name's name. <laughs> but we interviewed Bob Snodgrass about the history of glass pipes and their influence in the cannabis industry. And Bob and his crew gave us a couple of pipes each. This is a hammer right here. It's perfectly sized. It fits in my hand, and it's got a fucking eyeball staring out right in the middle of it. Ooh, yes. Cool. Big shout out to our friend Bob Snodgrass. Personally, I've got a nice J rolled up. It was given to me this particular cannabis by a wonderful legacy grower up in Humboldt that I ran into at the recent emerald cup and oh. uh just enrolling this join up what it reminded me of is how much stickier weed is when the government doesn't get their hands on it ah they hate the stickiness they want to take it away from you and they're succeeding if you've noticed your weed has not been as sticky no well well how i how i realized is that my grinder got stuck and then you get into that pickle jar situation with an I have seen grinders that are like Tut's tomb that have not been open in, in decades, centuries millennia and they're like that's just it's closed. There's like two grams of weed in there that I was grinding when it got stuck and they've been in there forever they're fermented, barrel aged this is an old school one predating many of our listeners but it's a bit of an Al Capone's vault situation <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in El Capone's vault, but it wasn't Geraldo's vault. Alright, well let's let's light her up for our moment in weed. Mmm. Mmm. Alright. So Gary Chambers Jr. is a candidate running for Senate in Louisiana as a Democrat. He just released a new campaign spot called 37 Seconds. We're going to play the ad right now. And then, Abdullah, I would like you to come back and please explain for our listeners who are not watching it, as our Patreon members are, hint, hint, Mm -hmm. uh, what what you saw and, and what you think. Here we go. Every 37 seconds, someone is arrested for possession of marijuana. Since 2010, state and local police have arrested an estimated 7.3 million Americans for violating marijuana laws, over half of all drug arrests. Black people are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana laws than white people. States waste $3.7 billion enforcing marijuana laws every year. Most of the people police are arresting aren't dealers, but rather people with small amounts of pot, just like me. I'm Gary Chambers, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Okay, so my fist has been in the air for an entire 37 seconds. I am very on board with Gary Chambers. I think this is an incredibly clever ad because it's exactly 37 seconds long, and he's saying that every 37 seconds someone is arrested for cannabis in this country, and he's smoking a blunt throughout. I don't know if that's a stage blunt. I don't know what the union rules are. That's a real blunt. Oh, uh, uh, listeners, I was shaking my head to let them know that is a real blunt. Or n- nodding, rather. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, listeners, uh, I was shaking my... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Millennia of agreed upon symbology <laughs> out the window. <laughs> You just shake your head yes 
nod your head no, everyone. Uh, I was nodding my head vigorously to say, yes, 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 that is confirmed to be a real blunt. And as we know, a real blunt can only be filled with one thing, which is real weed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it looks like a backwood. It looks like he may have rolled that himself, which makes me even happier. This guy needs to be in government immediately, and people like him need to make more ads and run more campaigns just like this. Gary Chambers, I think I can safely say, you've got the Great Moments in Weed History endorsement. Yes, absolutely. And just a couple notes on what's going on right now in Louisiana. Cannabis definitely 100% remains prohibited for adult use in the state. But possession of up to 14 grams was decriminalized last year and is now punishable by only a $100 fine. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so this is a decrim rule that you've seen in a lot of places. The first place that I reported on was Philadelphia. That was the first major city in the U.S. to do this type of decrim. It's like under a certain amount, it's just a ticket, which is great, of course, For our cultivators and purveyors of fine cannabis all over the country, we really hope that it's fully decriminalized and that you can carry an ounce or a quap or a pound or a kilogram if you're into the metric system. Uh, But this is really great progress for a state that has had draconian cannabis laws leading into the legalization era. In your professional opinion, uh, 14 grams is decriminalized. That, that's a pretty sizable blunt he's smoking in the ad, but but well under 14 grams, right? Well under 14 grams. 14 grams would be a half ounce. I would say the most that he has in that blunt there is like three grams, and I think that's being generous. It's probably more like two, but two grams is a perfectly acceptable and healthy amount of weed to go into a blunt. Particularly if, like the next senator from the great state of Louisiana, you appear to be smoking it to the dome. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And just before all you Louisiana state narcs get in your cars and start looking for the uh, Mr. Gary Chambers Jr. in New Orleans where the ad was filmed. Police recently announced that they will no longer issue citations over simple possession. Well, that is really great. It's also going to save them a lot of time and trouble. But as we know, the police traditionally like to arrest cannabis users in places where they can because it's a lot easier to deal with a cannabis perpetrator when you're taking them through booking than it is a wasted, uh, you know, bead-wearing frat boy who's been drinking (laughs) since dawn. Uh, So sorry, New Orleans Police Department, you're stuck with the drunks for now. Kudos to the city for decriminalizing. And of course, shout out to New Orleans for having such an incredible place in cannabis history. I would direct listeners to our episodes about jazz, Louis Armstrong, and New Orleans as a port city being a place where some of the earliest cannabis that you could smoke and uh, get high off of came into this country. So to see all this happening there uh, really brings it full circle. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are in Louisiana... Vote for Gary Chambers. Gary Chambers, consider this a free campaign ad, and we would be down to have you on the show. Go, Gary Chambers. Yeah, and I just thought we might do a quick fact check. I think this is going to be very quick on some of the claims in this ad as a way to bring these issues to light. Black people are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana laws than white people. Yeah, that rings true. This is a statistic I've been hearing since the beginning of my career in cannabis journalism and being 
yours, which of course runs even longer. In fact, I think it might be even more disproportionate depending on how far back you go. Yeah, absolutely. And depending on where you are. And this is uh, with black people and white people using cannabis at roughly the same rate. Yeah, Uh, that's right. States waste 3.7 bill enforcing these laws every year. Yeah, it's called your municipal police budget. It's about (laughs) 50% of your city or state taxes that are going towards enforcement. It's a lot of money that could be going towards schools or those potholes. You know, would you rather give your teachers a pay increase so that they're happy when they're teaching your kids things? Or would you rather pay cops to arrest people for weed? And, and let's just let's just cl- wrap this up with one line from, uh, this isn't in the ad, but this is in a press release that accompanied the ad. And so this is still Gary Chambers talking. For too long, candidates have used the legalization of marijuana as an empty talking point in order to appeal to progressive voters. Yeah, I know this is absolutely true because a lot of times they're really just speaking to the interests of their business donors who have a stake in the potentially very, very large cannabis industry. So they'll be like, we got to legalize it, whatever. And unfortunately, that is the motivation for the change in regulation as opposed to injustice, right? So it's really refreshing that Gary Chambers is pointing out specifically, this is not so that a bunch of people can make more money off of dispensaries or so that the state can make more money off of cannabis taxes at 25 or 30 percent, right? This is for justice. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And this gets to Gary Chambers' background as an activist, as even, I'd say, an agitator for social and racial justice issues in and around Louisiana. He really got his start in 2015 writing about a incident of police abuse. So he's coming to it, as you say, from stopping these arrests, stopping this racist system of oppression. And yes, it will be great to create jobs. Yes, it will be great to bring in money that can be used to do good things. But that's not the reason to stop fucking with people. Fucking with people is the reason Mm -hmm. to stop fucking with people. (laughs) Yeah. And one more quick little news hit for you. You probably heard a lot of talk all over the news, some of it pretty ill-informed, about a study that said that compounds in cannabis can potentially prevent COVID infection. Yes, of course. So I saw this story. I immediately posted it on Instagram with the caption, Dear world, please suck all 10 of my dicks. <laughs> love Abdullah. So as much as I love the headline, I had to be skeptical of its actual content and kind of turn it into a joke. Dialing into the details is really important with this. First thing that we have to tell you is there's nothing in this study that says smoking a joint eating an edible, your normal course of cannabis. And uh, thank you for illustrating exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to light up as well. (laughs) Weed is still great for all the same reasons it was great yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, and 10,000 years ago. What this study showed, and I'm going to read a paragraph, is that uh, this is from an article in Bloomberg News. So these are uh, real studies, real news sources. We're a real news source, but... You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, two compounds commonly found in hemp called cannabigerolic acid or CBGA mm-hmm. and cannab 
bisphenolic acid or CBDA were identified during a chemical screening effort as having potential to combat coronavirus, researchers from Oregon State University said. In the study, they bound to spike proteins found on the virus. I'm assuming this is the compounds and not the researchers that bound to this. <laughs> uh, you know, go back to grammar school, Bloomberg News. <laughs> and that's coming from a weed podcast, you fucking nerds. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just concerned about their safety if they ever try a double-double entendre yeah, weed pun because they're not ready. You got to stretch for that. But these cannabis compounds, these very specific ones, blocked a step that the pathogen uses to infect people. So what you're saying is that weed cures COVID and all other diseases. <laughs> I have been, I've resumed my personal hobby of spitting in people's mouths and having them spit in my mouth because I'm so confident. <laughs> no, please do everything you're doing currently and maybe a little more to protect yourself. Please understand that this is a real study from real scientists, but they are studying for now, it doesn't mean that THC might not have some of these benefits or regular CBD, etc. But right now, they're looking at these acidic forms of CBG, which is a pretty rare compound to find, and CBDA. Now, guess where you can find both of these compounds in the acidic form that was used in this study? Well, I happen to know for a fact where... Tweedle Farms at TweedleFarms.com, our longtime sponsor. They offer tinctures and other products with concentrated amounts of CBG, of CBN, of CBD, of all kinds of cannabinoids, basically everything except for THC. And some of these compounds are perhaps therapeutic when it comes to attaching to spike proteins, as researchers sometimes like to do. <laughs> yeah, if there's not already a couple of tiny nano researchers clutched on, and, and bless them, they're doing great work, uh, <laughs> you might want to send some, some CBDA, some CBGA. You can go to TweedleFarms.com. You can use the promo code GREATMOMENTS. I only feel responsible in saying this while also saying it will not convey some superhuman immunity on you. This is very preliminary <laughs> research. This is something you can do in addition to everything else you're doing to keep yourself safe. Yeah, so to cure all diseases and ailments <laughs> known to man and uh, become a godlike figure who can actually <laughs> levitate off the ground, go to TweedleFarms.com, use promo code GREATMOMENTS, all one word, lowercase, and you'll get 20% off of your order. So if you're interested, go check them out, TweedleFarms.com. Okay, I'm sorry. You're going to have to take that again. You levitated out of microphone range. So just kind of pull <laughs> down on the cord. Uh, there you go. Now we got you back on the mic. Uh, and just in time to give us our second portion of our new format, our Great Moments format, which is one dope thing to end the show. Yes, absolutely. It is time for my segment, so I'm going to switch up my background here. Uh, if you're on Patreon, then you can see this, but if you're not, I'm going to have to leave it as a little bit of a mystery for you. Okay, so one dope thing for today. We all have Spotify, or most of us have Spotify, right? Recently, I discovered a functionality in Spotify 
that really, really blew my mind, okay? Growing up, I would hear radio DJs playing songs and, you know, talking about them. And I was like, that is the coolest job in the world. That sounds like so much fun. So in a podcast that I really like called Bandsplain, right? I saw this new format where they had embedded songs from the Spotify library into the episode itself through something called Anchor. So if you look up Anchor by Spotify, essentially it's an in-browser interface that allows you to record your voice and embed songs from the Spotify library. So I just started doing it. My show is called Abdullah's Radio Show. Very creative title. To tell you the truth, I was really just trying to like get through that part so (laughs) I could start recording and be like, just test it out. Like, see what it's like. I made a very crappy logo, which is going to stay there forever. I don't care if anyone listens to this thing. It's kind of just a repository of music for myself, right? And I go through, like, the new episode is Rock Bands of My Youth. So there's, like, the Meat Puppets and Faith No More and Nirvana and stuff like that, right? And I sort of talk about each song. And it's brought me so much joy, right, that I want to encourage everybody out there to give it a try. Do your own radio show. Bean, you definitely got to come on to Abdullah's radio show as a guest. I would really love that. So we'll definitely do an episode at some point and sort of go track for track. Bean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm into it. I have not had a chance to listen, but I am definitely down to not only do that, but to guest. And I have to say, I grew up watching a TV show. I think I'm going to splice a little something cool in. I don't know what it'll be yet. Called... WKRP in Cincinnati. I know the show. It was about like a rock radio station in the 70s. I feel like the first person I ever in my youth saw on TV and thought were cool was Mm -hmm. Dr. Johnny Fever and Venus Flytrap, the two uh, (laughs) cool DJs at WKRP. I feel like maybe you and I have a bit of a Dr. Johnny Fever, Venus Flytrap vibe going. I'll leave it to the listeners to decide who's who. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cincinnati, it is time for this town to get down. You got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? We all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts. Because I got the healing prescription here from the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. Now, I am talking about your 50,000 watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. Yeah, man. Well, all right. I think I'm going to have one more moment in weed with you. I'm about to cook a little lunch here at Casa de Bean before I uh, chop this episode up. I'm going to throw on the Abdullah show while I'm making my lunch. Nice. Nice and blazed up. And uh, we will catch you next time. Next Weedness Day. Every Weedness Day. (laughs) For another episode. And in the meantime... Please visit greatmomentsinweedhistory.com if you want to support this show on Patreon. We would love to love to have your support. And we yeah. love to love to have the support of those of you who are able to watch us right now and light up with us at home. Hell yeah. See you guys next time.
Well, that's the show, folks. Thanks so much for listening. And if you stuck around this long, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can put five on it at greatmomentsinweedhistory.com. And that would really help us as we research, write, edit, and publish a new episode every Weedness Day. Great Moments in Weed History is written, produced, and performed by me, David Beanenstock, a.k.a. Bean. Special thanks to our sponsor, PAX. Go to PAX.com and use promo code GREATMOMENTS, all one word, for a big discount at checkout.